let me bust a nut before you bust down the door <laughs> and then we're cool and then what happened so you're a cop and you just fucked a prostitute and you, you, you're wearing like a baggy condom full of cum and then all your co-workers <laughs> are like breaking in, in the door and they're recording this yeah like at some point in a in a judge is gonna have to see your white pale cop hairy ass yeah fucking some girl Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Save It For The Show with Dan and Eddie. This is episode 234 of your favorite comedy podcast where every week Eddie and I sit down, we make each other laugh, we make you laugh. Eddie, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Good. It's good to see you. You could give gym wear on today. <laughs> Athleisure. Athleisure, yes. Well, these are kind of my jammies. I, I wear basketball shorts often to, yeah. to bed if they're not like long long pants mm -hmm. and then i threw this hoodie on because it's kind of cold outside that's my go-to so. jammy too is the athletic basketball yeah short i don't play any basketball <laughs> that's my gym short too and the best part about going to the gym is getting to wear those kind of clothes mm -hmm. outside of the house yeah because i don't wear a suit to work i mean christ i work from home mm -hmm. i don't have to get dressed at all <laughs> i could be a complete i could have eye boogers in my eyes all day long yeah I'm, if i wanted to i'm always impressed how how often you're like dressed to go somewhere have to you're just working at work or working at home you have to be disciplined working from home if you treat it like a vacation or something mm -hmm. you'll get fired or it just won't work out like yeah i have to get dressed every day but when you got that athleisure mm -hmm. like you know i'm a costco dad yes. through and through i got a pair of adidas <laughs> talk to people from europe and they pronounce it adidas which I just can't wrap my head around. I used to pronounce it like that when I was a kid because I thought it was a cool way to say it. I was like, oh, dude, I got my Adidas on. Very pretentious. Yeah. As a grown-up, that would be like if you said, hey, let's go to Taco Bell and get in enchiladas. <laughs> like that, don't say Adidas. <laughs> what if you're Hispanic? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. But don't say Adidas no matter what you are. No? So I have my pair of Adidas. Okay. And I put them on from Costco and it feels so great if you go to the supermarket mm -hmm. or run an errand and you're not wearing jeans. And I think as a gal, you know, these women have it so good. <laughs> Eddie, people want to talk about the glass ceiling. What about the cloth ceiling? Yes. <laughs> Where I'm not allowed to dress in gym clothes to do errands and things yeah. like that. Like every single mom out there is in yoga pants right. running around. Half of these chicks have never done yoga in their life. No, Lululemon. Yeah. That's horse shit. So we should be able to walk around with floppy dicks and basketball shorts. There's a thing. Can you start a floppy dick, basketball short, Mary Kay for guys? Because <laughs> I tell you what, these gals, Eddie, Eduardo. Yes. I feel like anytime women find something that's popular, then they try to sell it to their friends. Like guys <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, totally. I mean, maybe guys do it with like stocks and I don't know. That's off. That's so sexist. <laughs> I just mean, I feel like that's something guys be like, oh, yo, yo, man, I got the stock tip or yeah. like, oh, my. but now, nah, but you're not like buying stocks from your bros. Yeah. I, I cannot think of anything multi-level that guys sell to their friends on Facebook. Like buy my oils, you know, Tupperware yeah, parties, that's crazy. sex parties. Yeah. I never, I've never thought about that. Well, let's start one. <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to be though? Nobody wants to have like a guy's night where we try to sell them shit. You know, it could probably be is like protein powders 
workout shit. I feel like even that, dude. Like, would you have a party and then try to sell people on a bunch of protein powder? Like, and, well, yeah, what do you do? Come there and like sample the protein yeah. powder? You'd be like, dude, how many of these do I have to try? <laughs> I thought we were coming here to get fucked up. Exactly. Like, we got a bunch of guys here. I don't want to buy <laughs> shit. I want to get fucked up. Yeah. Maybe that's why guys can't do those parties because they just get too drunk. Yeah. The, I mean, the only thing they're selling probably are like women. So you go to a <laughs> pimp's house. Right. And he has a party full of hookers. Hobop. <laughs> he's hobopping bitches, and that's the equivalent of uh, of some like Tupperware. Right. Guys are the worst. Yeah. You know, first I I I've totally one eightied here. <laughs> I thought women were the worst with their athleisure. Now I think guys are the worst. Yeah. Well, how much like how big of a G do you have to be to wear basketball shorts to a strip club? Oh. Would wow. they let you in? I mean, why they? Well, you know what? I think they probably could hit you with some proper attire shenanigans okay. like you can't wear basketball shorts to a fancy restaurant either yeah they could probably say like sir our policy and we have the right to refuse service so no <laughs> i don't think you could wear them that's disappointing unless you have a huge wad of money yeah. and oh, then yeah. they're like come on in take yeah. your pants off <laughs> wear your silk boxers yeah. wear those boxer briefs that you come in there, there you remember go. that yeah <laughs> What happened to those? I don't know. We man. were going to do that. Yeah, we need to get them to sponsor the show, dude. What were they called? Um, lap dance. Jizz ballers. <laughs> Something. Yes, we need to find them again. I don't think it caught on. Yeah. You know, our boy Dylan is coming here to Sacktown for a wedding. I wonder if there was a bachelor party, if there was a strip club thing. Mm-hmm. See, I'm such a cheap bastard. That I just I couldn't buy disposable underwear for eighty bucks yeah. and then go to a strip club and drop a hundred. No, you can't go to a strip club and not spend at least a hundred bucks. No. I mean, I guess you can. That's forty, fifty bucks, fifty bucks. Or you're gonna be that idiot that just goes in there. First of all, it costs like forty bucks to get in. Yeah, the the door charge alone. That's a lot. Yeah, and then you can't go in there and not spend a little money because the girls will get pissed <laughs> too. You can't sit at the stage and not give them any money. Yeah. It's a, it costs a lot of money, and it I'm does. too cheap. And I remember going in high school when I didn't have any money. Oh yeah, and coming like you want to you want to lap dance, and say something stupid like oh, I'm married, like really oh. I look like I'm 12 years old. I'm fucking married. Right. No, I don't think so. Why are you here? <laughs> it's just between you and me. Like I remember one time I was at a strip club. I think I told this story. Some girl tried to get me to fuck her, and I was like, first of all, no, it's <laughs> gonna cost me money. Second of all, no, I'm I'm married, and she's like. I'm not going to tell your wife. Are you? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, but I have to live with her yeah. and go home and see her. And she's going to be like, why did you pull $300 out <laughs> out of something called Sparky's Place? Sparky's Place? <laughs> I don't know. What? They usually hide the name. Okay. Oh, you know, that's true. They'll call it some sort of restaurant or the Smith Group. Yeah. You know, they, on your bank statement, it won't say like titties and hose <laughs> or something like that. They're pretty cool about that. But only 300 bucks? I would assume it's it's more expensive than that to fuck a stripper. Or I wouldn't I... think so. No? I, I didn't think so. Okay. I almost thought it was going to be like, I think she was going to jerk me off for like 50 bucks. Suck my dick for 150. <laughs> I don't she, remember. Did she give you the menu? Was she like, yeah, she go, whipped sir. out like a little uh, Chinese takeout menu. <laughs> <laughs> it was laminated, thank God. Beautiful. And prices don't change if it's laminated. <laughs> But no, I don't know. You can't have that shit written down. That's evidence. Yeah. Exhibit A. <laughs> when the cops come in and they're like, what is this? It says, fuck you for 200 bucks. <laughs> You're going to jail, sweetheart. No, we're playing uh, Jeopardy. And we're just writing down categories. This is a game we're playing. <laughs> 
We've talked about this in the show before, but there's still states in America where the cops can fuck the prostitutes in yeah, order to bust talk, them. Yeah, which is ridiculous. You know what would be so cool, too? Let's say you're a cop, but you're a good cop, and you don't want to do it. And they're like, Smith, don't be a bitch. The only way we can get these girls in trouble is if your dick penetrates <laughs> their pussy mouth. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go in, but your dickhead has to go in. And you're this guy, and you're so torn. And your wife is like, look, honey, I get it. You have to do this. Don't let them get down on you. And then this guy falls in love, maybe, with the prostitute. Oh, man, okay. Or the second his dick touches her mouth, you know, he's like, freeze. But then I guarantee there's other cops that are like, you know, listen, I'm going to fuck this yeah. girl. You guys give me five minutes. <laughs> Let me bust a nut before you bust down the door. <laughs> and then we're cool. And then what happens? So you're a cop and you just fucked a prostitute and you, you're wearing like a baggy condom full of cum. And then all your coworkers <laughs> are like breaking in the door and they're recording this. Yeah. Like at some point in a, in a judge is going to have to see your white pale cop hairy ass yeah fucking some girl where is the Pornhub page of this shit because i want to see these yeah <laughs> these security cam footage of, right of hooker rings i guess yeah that could be a good premise yeah we talked about that on the last show like <laughs> porn is all about premises mm-hmm. these days and not about sex acts so that's what it'll be it'll be the undercover police officer busting a prostitute <laughs> And what is it, like all grainy black and white footage? It has to be, man, unless <sighs> they... I can't get down with that. Well, um, cameras these days, they're getting HD now, so... Yeah. <laughs> for security cams. Some of these porns are so HD, too. Like, a friend of mine who I was talking to in Texas uh, was telling me there's this... Br- um, I don't think I talked about this on last week's show called Tushy. This, like, Tushy. line of porno now called Tushy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think you did talk about this. Did I? Okay. Yeah. And so I watched a couple of them. Okay, and it really is did. like I had to, and it's almost like watching a TV show. Okay, like cameras are getting so inexpensive now too, or really good HD cameras. Like you could shoot a porno with a GoPro. Yeah, for crying out loud, or just a Canon uh, DSLR mm. thing, and so there's no reason to have a, a porno look bad. Yeah, look, Eddie, <laughs> the point of this whole ten minute long story <laughs> is women are so lucky. Yes. That they get to wear athleisure. Yes, to, I, I agree. To the mall. And they're, okay, so the and the other moral of the story is we need to figure out a multi-level marketing thing that we can sell. Yes. And then okay. what we do is we get the SIFT army on it. And so when they're selling shit, you and I are just sitting at the top. Yeah, Two the kings <laughs> at the fucking top of the pyramid. <laughs> and then everyone underneath us, they kick up. Yeah. And we get everyone underneath us to, they get inspired, they're making money, and it all starts, everyone just send us $1,000. Please. And then we'll give you the tools to ask your friends for $1,000, $1,001. Ah, And you know what you do with that $1? Send it up to your boys, (laughs) Eddie and Dan, and you get to keep the thousand. Yeah. See, that's that's (laughs) the beauty here. Like a lot of these other things, they want half. Yeah. They want to really get their beak wet. We just want a dollar. So, I mean, I don't think a dollar is enough, to be honest. <laughs> How many listeners Shut do up. we get? <laughs> Quit poking holes in this. So let's say let's say we have 2,000 listeners, okay? Mm-hmm. Everyone kicks up a dollar. I'm sorry that you don't want $2,000. <laughs> but, I mean, that's not something that, that I can live I off of, my friend. <sighs> and I'm it sorry. only happens, I guess, once or once a month. 
Yeah. Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. We'll look into it. Yeah. Okay. I'll look into it. I'm going to start a new business. I'll let everyone know. And uh, we'll go from there. I feel like we've talked about this before. No, that's deja vu. Have you heard of this thing called the Mandela effect? The Mandela? No. I was reading about it the other day, and it's sort of like, do you think Sinbad was ever in a movie where he played a genie? Like Sinbad. Sinbad. The comedian? The comedian from oh. the 90s. Does that feel like something? Maybe. Well, a lot of people think he was. Okay. What the Mandela effect is, is it's something in your brain that you swear happened. You have the memory of it, and it's almost like a conscious thing, almost like a hive mind thing where thousands and thousands of people think, I wish I could have, I wasn't planning to talk about this on the show. The Sinbad one's the only one I can remember. <laughs> but it's just like, or if you think like, yeah, wasn't Bill Paxton in that movie? And everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, Bill Paxton's in that movie. That movie might not have even existed. But like in your brain, it feels so real. Okay. Brain's crazy, dog. Oh yeah, definitely. So crazy. But yeah, I feel like we've talked about this before. Hey, something we haven't talked about before, <laughs> my friend. We, you and I were very honest on the show. Yes. About giving up our dogs mm-hmm. for adoption, which I still stand by 100%. And we didn't get one mean email about it. Mm-hmm. So I think other people are like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I even thought like Mike Bodge or some guy who I know is obsessed with their dog mm-hmm. would send us an anonymous like, fuck you, fuck off. My dog is everything. How <laughs> dare you? But no, no one else did. Yeah. But you, something happened to you yes. this week with your little penny dog that yeah. you rehomed about what, a year ago? Almost a year ago. I think it was like in July or June of last year Okay. That we rehomed her. And I fucking loved Penny and that's kind of the reason that we rehomed her is because she wasn't getting the attention she needed. Right. We have two young kids and she's more of like a lap dog. Mm-hmm. So that's um, how I rationalized it too. <laughs> I loved her. I loved my dog bingo so much that I had to get rid of. Him. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a, it's not that's you. A, it's me. Exactly. But yes, it's um, true. I, I, it's true. She was yeah. miserable there. She yeah. needed a better house. And we found this family who had like two teenage daughters and, and you know, and they really loved her or seemed like they liked her. What age are um, we talking about here, dog? Um, I think young teens. All right. Never mind. Go on. Fucking perp. Go on. Sorry. Um, so yesterday I get a call from a vet in, um, like Southern, uh, Sacramento area. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hi. Yeah. Um, is this Eddie? We just uh, had a dog come in named Penny, and she was found like out out and about. And we um, checked her chip, and yeah. her name came up. And I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, but we rehomed Penny about a year ago." And she said, "Oh, that makes sense because it says that she's more than a hundred miles away from home because mm. we got her when we were in Vegas, and that's where we set oh, the chip and okay. stuff." I was like, oh, yeah, we um, gave it to a family here in Sacramento, and we live in Roseville now. Mm-hmm. And Which, by the way, when you set that chip up, when you get, got rid of her, mm-hmm. who would have thought that exactly. you should have changed it to that new person's exactly. name? So um, the veterinarian lady gives me a phone number. She's like, call this woman, Michelle. She's the one that found your dog. She has Penny. We're not allowed to take dogs in. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has her, and she's safe. And I was like, okay, um, I'll, I'll do that. they brought her to the vet. Like, I feel like, wouldn't you bring a dog to, like, the SPCA or the pound? Yeah, I don't know. Well, she she brought her there specifically to check her, her chip. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you would think the first place you would go was, like, the pound right. or something like that. You take a dog to the vet, you may have to pay. Or yeah, true. Or to business. Yeah, definitely. I don't know, you can't, like, leave the dog there. So I, I get that. Yeah. So she the woman gives me the phone number of the lady that has Penny. And I called the number, and a guy answers. And I said, hi, um, is Michelle there? And he said, 
uh, you got the wrong number. And he hangs up on me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? was it really a wrong number or did i did i you know was i being an asshole i don't know right so then i called the number back and i start off with hi i'm looking for a lost dog and i was told michelle has her oh and he's like oh a lost dog i'm sorry to hear that you know what my wife works at this uh dog rescue sanctuary in north north uh sacramento you should give them a call and he gave me the name of them and then he hung up and I was like, wait, is his wife Michelle or not? What's going on? Yeah. yeah so I called that place, but they were closed. Ugh. And then I'm driving home and I get a, f- a phone call from Michelle and it was the wrong, it was the wrong number that I called. Mm. It was one number off and she's, she's a nice old lady and she's like, hi, we found Penny. And I told her the story that we rehomed her and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she apparently found Penny just like she lived in the country basically mm-hmm. on, on a ranch with like a pond and shit. That's and great. Penny was like on the side of a dirt road. Pen, and by the way, Penny is like a four pound yeah. Yorkie. She's a, t- yeah, she's she's a, a tiny, tiny little shit weird. And she's a kind of a weird dog. She's yeah, very she's neurotic. neurotic. So picturing her like, like yeah. sniffing and snorting through the forest exactly. it's in the this weirdest. poor lady's house. And I like when she told, when I heard that, I, I felt so bad. I was like, I can't imagine this mm. tiny dog. And she was like, she said she was all matted up. Oh, geez. So she was out there for a while. Yeah. And I like, I immediately like, I felt sad because I, I I love that dog. Yeah, of course. And I felt so pissed off at this family that we rehomed her to who Right. Did she run away or did they abandon her? Well, it's the place is 50 miles away from the family that we rehomed her to. So I don't know if they were out in the country and just let her go. Right. or she, she escaped. Yeah, I don't know, but but you know, I was gonna say the first day. So when Nicole told me half the story, yeah, that oh my god, someone found Penny. My first thought was, oh shit, <laughs> are they gonna have to take her back? That's exactly like, what I thought. What's too. gonna happen now? I was like, oh, well, I, I guess I'm, I'm gonna have to go pick her up. <laughs> and then what? You got to rehome her ass again? Yeah, exactly. She comes back and she's a changed dog. <laughs> she's just mean and hates you, or maybe she loves you, and she's like, I'll never. I'm so sorry. I'll be such a good dog now. Yeah, totally. Ugh. So okay, um, so she's on a ranch or a pond. She's on a ranch with this with this lady, mm-hmm. and I told her, you know, we're trying to contact the family that we originally gave her to, and I'll get back to you. So I go home, talk to my wife. And we're like, fuck this family. They're not answering any texts that. We're so the ones that you them, gave the dog that to. we gave them to. Oh, okay. Um, and my wife Kristen called them too, and they didn't answer or call back Jeez. or anything like that. Dodging it. Yeah. So we called the lady back, and she's just she was like, yeah, we're I have another dog. I have a couple cats. Penny gets along with them great. She's a great dog. We're more than happy to keep her if you guys, you know, if you guys want to rehome her. Mm. We live on a ranch in wide open space, blah, blah, blah. She's like, and when Penny came in, she was all matted, but she wouldn't eat the food. So I cooked her eggs and chicken and she ate that. Okay, and, she's one of those. Yeah. And I was like, so this lady like loves her fucking yeah, animals and right. she has a huge ranch and we're like, it couldn't Great. have been a better scenario See? to find a lady like that. And and then she even texted my wife today. She's like, hey, um, Penny's doing great. She's just chasing the chickens and swimming in the pond. How nice. And we're just like, thank God, man. Mm-hmm. Can I tell I you the truth? That, I was going to say that's not, none of that's true. <laughs> like, I know who this lady is. You're being catfish. Is she making a coat out of <laughs> out of tiny dogs? 101 Yorkies. <laughs> Which, again, yes, the premise of that movie, disgusting. Yeah. But, okay, so... The moral of the story. Yes. Rehome your dog. It's fine. <laughs> but make sure you change your address. Yeah. If you've chipped that dog, which in a way you really should change it to the new gal. You should. And I didn't even think of it, though. I was, who does? Yeah. Because who rehomes their dog? Only <laughs> monsters. No, I'm so glad there's a happy ending to the story. Yeah. But that family, though, that originally. Yeah. Penny to, I want to like track them down. I don't know where they live or anything like that because my wife was the one 
met them somewhere and mm-hmm. made the exchange. See, that's the problem too, though. Why rehoming gets a bad name? Because maybe they got Penny and it didn't work out, and then they what abandoned her? Yeah. I mean, that's all. That is cruel, and we really did give our dogs to better homes. And yeah, that makes a lot of difference in the world. And why not like go to a like you said a pound and be like, hey, I found this dog. Right. You have to say it's your dog. Right. Yeah. Found this motherfucker. You want the dog to get ran over or die? And maybe she ran away and got lost, too. Yeah. Let's give the better for the doubt. Nah, they would have answered their texts. Yeah. And shit. They're and I mean, 50 miles away with this tiny dog. That's pretty That's crazy. some homeward bound shit. Yeah. Right there. Exactly. People are weird. People are the worst. <laughs> I just bought something today off Craigslist, mm-hmm. which is still, I always feel kind of weird mm-hmm. buying things off Craigslist. And I should say, I bought it, but my wife found it. You know, my wife is like the brains and I'm the brawn, Mm -hmm. which I guess (laughs) she could go pick something up at a stranger's house, I guess. But she's got our kid. Mm -hmm. I guess I I get it. She doesn't want to go to some strange dude's house and buy a desk. Yeah. She wants me to do it. And that's fine. So, I mean, but the thing I also think about, too, is like if my lily white wife with our little baby girl Mm -hmm. went to a Craigslist house and they got killed or something. Wouldn't that be like front page news? Oh, yeah. Like this cannot be happening that often. Yeah. Maybe it happens like once a week that someone meets someone on Craigslist. Or am I just being super naive and it really does happen more often than not? I don't know. I mean, I think people are always meeting up for a Craigslist shit. Sure. what it is. But getting killed. But yeah, but getting killed, I don't think it's very often. But, but you remember that Craigslist killer? Remember mm-hmm. that guy? But I mean. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I don't. It's in my mind. I don't think it, would, it happens that often. I go to this guy's house and it looks nice from the outside. And this is stranger. Mm-hmm. Like I have no trouble at all getting in a stranger's car, AKA an Uber mm-hmm. or a Lyft and just letting, putting my life in their hands. Yeah. And the other day I was in, when I was in Salt Lake, this guy was taking me on a weird route and my skin was just prickling on my arms. I was like, <laughs> this is it. Like I'm going to get into some shit tonight. Yeah. Like I got to be on my A game. And of course he's just like, Oh, there's a lot of traffic. So I'm going this way. It was fine. I didn't <laughs> die that night. But I pull up in front of this guy's house and, and immediately I'm like, okay, there's the house. There's the neighbor. How's it look? Like I'm trying to like be cool about mm-hmm. it. And I knock on the door. Doesn't answer. Then I hear him like, and comes like running to the door. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was in the bathroom. And he like puts his hand out. He's like, hey, I'm Chris. And he's like, I was just in the bathroom. That's why my hand's wet. And that motherfucker's hand <laughs> was not like, hey, I just used a towel. Yeah. And it's kind of like dampy moist, mm-hmm. which I feel like that's a move I've had to do. If you're at a party and you come out of the bathroom. Yeah. If you're at a meeting and you come out of the work bathroom and you mm-hmm. meet a new person, you shake their hand and you may awkwardly be like, oh, uh, I just washed my hands or I'd shake your hand. Yeah. And they're like, okay, it's fine. Like, I don't have to shake your hand. Mm. Like, it won't kill us if I don't. Sh- but he shook my hand like, all right, we're conducting business. Like, he felt it was, very, it was really <laughs> odd. And his hand was so wet <laughs> that I had to kind of like wipe it on my jeans. Which, <laughs> not only that, his house fucking reeked of piss and like mildew. What? Like, it, it was harmful for my lungs to be in there. Okay. I almost wanted to say to the guy, and the house looked clean, though. It wasn't messy. It was like the bones of the house. Or maybe he'd had a dog who'd been pissing there for years. It was just awful. So, so he was an older guy? No. No. <laughs> he was like 45. Wow. Okay. Was he the only one home? He was, as far as I could tell. I did hear some muffled cries and screams <laughs> from the basement. But that guy, 
had athleisure on. <laughs> he had on some Adidas style okay. track pants. Nice. Of course. I mean, he's at home during, I mean, who else is at home on a Tuesday at 11 a.m.? Yeah. People that work from home, like me, or degenerates living in a mildew bomb. <laughs> and that's what he seemed like. And look, I put on jeans and a shirt when I was like, I'm going to a man's house. I need mm. to like, I can't wear sweatpants. Yeah. I'm not going to the club. So after this. did it, did he seem like he had a family? Like other people live? Well, there we were him? buying a children's desk, like a throwback antique child's desk. So it was a pedo. Well, here's the thing. Like, okay, this, so this is like a cool little antique desk. Mm-hmm. And it's like metal and wood. I mean, they don't make them like this anymore. The thing weighs like 80 pounds. Yeah. It's really cool. And it was in really good condition, almost too good. Like if a child is using it, <laughs> I feel like kids fuck everything up. Yeah. Like I don't have too much pieces of furniture in my house that don't have some sort of pen or scratch. Yeah. Just things that just like, I have like, like a white wall. And it's like an imperfect smooth. It's not textured. Mm. So it's flat and it's like flat paint. Christ alive. <laughs> like there's like black oily fingerprints, yeah. a couple of places that just don't come off. Yeah. This desk almost looks too good. Not saying it was never used by a kid because this is a pedo bear dog, <laughs> but, um, I lifted it up and it did say, help us, <laughs> help us. You're our only hope. Yeah. Um, but I just wiped it off. It was weird. It was weird. That came right off. That came right <laughs> off. I just magic erased that shit right off with the fingerprints. All right. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> so look, I don't know. Like if, but I almost wanted to say like, someone needs to tell this guy like something. Like I feel, I think there are some people whose houses smell and they don't even really know because mm-hmm. they live in it and maybe they have a friend come over and like if you live in a house where you fry a ton of food or yeah. Like it just, or you smoke cigarettes. Mm. Like if you smoke cigarettes all day, it just soaks in oh, to the yeah. house. And this house, it smelled like mildew. Like I've never smelled anything before. It was well, unbelievable. You know where he lives, so you should just drop him like an anonymous note or something. And be like, yeah, you're you're dead. <laughs> you're breathing in spores. <laughs> don't put you're dead. That's. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I don't want to drop off a note that says you're dead. Yeah. I get in trouble for that. But I mean, I. I want to meet this guy because did, did he, he just seem like a regular guy though? Or did he seem kind of like dirty, mm, trashy or he seemed a little odd. Okay. Little odd. Like he could be an actual pedo. No, but he just did seem like he's definitely, I don't want to see that search history. Okay. See what he's cruising for on red tube. Did you drop him a save it for the show business card? I should have. I did. Shout out to you, Chris. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Appreciate Thank you for it. the sweet desk. Uh, this is all a joke. I'm mean, oh, just a obviously. bit, you know, we were cool, Chris. <laughs> we're, we're super cool. My friend, uh, a couple other things. Um, I mentioned how I was making a jokes section mm-hmm. of our website. Amanda hug and kiss sent me a bunch of clips. I threw a handful of them on there and it's really hard. I'm having a real hard time to listen to them and know like what's the best ones. So mm-hmm. I put like put like four of them up there. It's save for the show.com slash jokes. So anyone go check it out, listen to some of them. If there are ones you feel like we missed, if there are ones on there that you think aren't good, cause, cause my hope is this is a link that you could send to a friend okay. and say, man, there's this podcast I love. I listen to it all the time. It's hard to describe. I'm telling you it's good. Go to savefortheshow.com slash jokes. Mm-hmm. And there's like four or five short clips yeah. that you can listen to and people can get a flavor 
for for what we're all about. Plus, my real hope, my new business guy, my fantasy man <laughs> hope, is that one of these clips just blows up. Yeah. Like one of them gets retweeted by the Pope <laughs> or Trump. Or both. Pope Trump Pope. <laughs> That's next. That's coming next. Oh, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> wouldn't that be great? So, yeah, check that out. Saveforthishow.com slash jokes. Tell your friends about it. Enjoy it. And otherwise, there's the store. People can still do that shit. Mm-hmm. Store.saveforthishow.com where we've got hats and mugs and shirts. And summertime's coming. <laughs> and it's going to be sunny, so you need a hat and you need a T-shirt. Yes, and a mug. Why not grab a mug? Everyone and, uh, drinks coffee except for me. If you don't drink coffee, I remember thinking like, oh, when it's summertime, I probably won't drink much coffee. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's, coffee's a cold. It's a hot drink. It's for the winter time. Yeah, that's not the case at all. No. My body, I feel like, is has coffee in it always. So in summer, do you try to do the iced coffee thing, or are you just fucking oh, yeah. hot coffee, let's go? No, I mean, I'll drink iced coffee, too, but I'm definitely not scared to drink a hot coffee. Yeah. Because the thing about iced coffee is it just, you suck it down so fast. Yeah. It's like drinking water. Hot coffee, you can only drink so fast. Mm-hmm. You'd be a monster. <laughs> you could slam <laughs> a cup of hot coffee. Yeah. You, first of all, you'd probably shit your pants. Because I read that once, and I think I mentioned this. It's the, the, the liquid heat in your belly that makes you have to take a shit. It's not necessarily the oh, caffeine or the coffee. Yeah. So if you have to take a shit, if you drink a cup of hot water, mm-hmm. that can help You know, get some things working out. Huh. Okay. So... Listen, yeah, I, I'm fine. So yeah, in the, so in the in the summer though, when it's uh, iced coffee, mm-hmm. you can just whoosh, suck that puppy down, and then you want more. And you like today, I had an iced coffee. Mm-hmm. I ended up having like two of them <laughs> because I drank it so fast. And I said, God damn it, that was good. It's so good. I need another one. Give me another one. Do you feel all jittery now? Then no, 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 oh, okay. no, not at all. I, I guess that's the other thing. I drink so much caffeine that I never feel like like I'm like. Uh, coked up yeah or anything i mean i wish i knew the feeling of what it feels like to be all jittery on caffeine like I, yeah. I i don't think i've ever had that feeling before it feels good it can be kind of weird like if i'm go to a coffee shop and you get like some espresso hardcore thing mm-hmm. that sometimes can get you or like really strong coffee it's just like booze i mean it yeah. really is like if you drink like a really strong beer it's like with coffee it's some of them and you feel like like it really makes you feel crazy your heart's beating fast yeah. and it is a good feeling though. <laughs> real good feeling all right so let's do some things here oh i got a voicemail oh nice got a voicemail from our good friend of the show english paul let's play that if anyone else wants to send us a voicemail the easiest way to do it is to record it yourself and then send it to us save it for the show at gmail.com that's how english paul does it and that's why his voicemail sounds so good or if you just want to use your phone or your website and be anonymous, saveforthishow.com slash contact. But otherwise, here's one from English Paul. Hey, Daniel and Eduardo. I thought I would just mix it up a little bit with the names there. I'm sending you guys a quick voicemail because I want to ask your opinion on something, actually. So I was staying overnight in a hotel recently and the receptionist slipped me her phone number. Now, this never fucking happens to me. It's the first time I've ever been slipped a phone number in my entire life. And I wasn't really sure what the etiquette was because I wasn't going to be around that night. You know, I was there for a gig. I was actually there to see Corn, which is a little shout out to Dan because I know he was a big fan of Corn in his youth, whereas I'm a man baby and I haven't grown out of it. Um, 
so yeah, I was like, am I supposed to text her and say thank you and sorry, I'm not interested. Um, I'm, I actually have plans. It seemed a bit rude to just leave her hanging, you know. So I took to Facebook. I took a quick mini poll of my friends, and the consensus seemed to be not to do anything. So I didn't. And then the next morning when I checked out, of course, she was on the fucking reception and she gave me the coldest death stare I've ever had in my life. Like She didn't even say a word to me. Not even the kind of like professional courtesy, you know, that baseline politeness you get in these kind of situations. She just completely blanked me and I just kind of threw my key card on the desk and I was like, OK, thanks, bye. And then walked out internally screaming and I'd actually when I was on the train back I was like should I text her to say sorry I don't know so I was just curious what you guys think if you were to get slipped a phone number in that situation would you text them what's the best that could happen from texting them I don't know let me know what you think so much to talk about here yes there is first of all if English Paul lived in America he would be bathed in <laughs> pussy like his accent would just kill. Oh yeah, over here. Definitely. And he's an artist, and he has dreadlocks, and he's like, like his thing would work. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's right. I never really equated his dreadlocks with corn, because a lot of the guys in corn always have oh, dreadlocks. Yeah. Okay. So I wonder if that's why he rocks those. Yeah. And he's right. Yes, I was a huge corn fan, and I, I guess I still, I still like them, but I don't listen to them mm-hmm. anymore. So this gal, I've never, I feel like I when I used to date, I never got an. an phone number from somebody who was working even yeah like from a coffee shop or a waitress or anything like that it was always just people i met like at a bar or mm. friends or at school so that a is a big deal yes definitely she, she jeopardized her shit <laughs> to pass you a thing and she knows you're from out of town brother she just wanted to fuck it's, i mean that's what it sounds like man like she just wanted to fuck you she wasn't trying to marry your ass <laughs> and because she knew you didn't live there she probably gets off on like she's gonna go and where she's gonna have sex with you in your hotel room <laughs> like you're not gonna go to her place yeah you could be like look honey if you just want to fuck me i'll tell you what cancel my room give me your number i'll stay at your place for free <laughs> and i'll fuck the shit out of you yeah and then you know in the morning i'll buy you breakfast <laughs> and that's you know we'll be cool with that maybe that's what she wanted because she couldn't really fuck him at the hotel either because i feel like as an employee even as a guest mm-hmm. i mean you know maybe that's not true I, you can probably, probably stay at the hotel that you work at as a guest i don't oh, know if yeah. you would want to because that's like your job and you're going to come out and you're going to see the maid and you know her who she is well if you get a discount dude i'd, I'd take yeah, that true. <laughs> take that perk that's true you're totally right you're totally <laughs> right especially if you're there with like your family yeah but either way all this girl wanted from english paul was the English cucumber. <laughs> and so you could why, why the cucumber? His dick. Is I know, but is there another another vegetable or fruit? An, an English cucumber is an actual thing. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think maybe it's seedless or something <laughs> like that. So Oh, so sad. No kids. I know, sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, not to mention he has a big green dick too, but enough about that. So yeah, she sent you a message and well, you should have texted her. Just even to say like, hey, what are you doing later? I mean, I don't know Paul well enough. Maybe he does have a girl. Maybe yeah. this isn't what he's into. But yeah, you could have sent her a message, hooked up with her. The second thing is, don't check out. Just leave. Yeah. Checking out is for old people. Yeah, if, if you don't have to sign anything, like right. just bounce. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> you gave them your credit card. They probably slipped your bill under the door. Take a look at it. If it looks fine, 
leave. Yeah. I, I've never, I haven't given a key back in 10 years. I just leave it in my room. Yeah. They but, don't care. You know, though, maybe that freaks people out because every so often when I do leave my key in the room and you close the door for the last time, you're like, oh shit. Did I get my cell phone charger? Oh, wait a second. Did I get my toiletry bag? And you can't go back in. Yeah. You're out because you left the keys. <laughs> or just leave with the key. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Not, you're not going to get arrested. No. Or fined or anything. No. What are you staying at? Some like old school Victorian house where it has a real key? <laughs> like a skeleton key? Skeleton key? <laughs> Fine. Don't steal that one. Yeah. In that case. But if it's just some magnetic key... Like when I just stayed in Texas, the key had an ad for Game of Thrones on it. It it didn't even say anything about the hotel. It didn't have the hotel's name. It was literally, it said G-O-T-S-7, which looked like Goatsy. (laughs) But that's all it said. And, excuse me, I threw it fucking in the trash. (laughs) Like that's going to get thrown out anyways. That, That piece of card is only relevant for another month or two. Yeah. And then it's going to say something else mm-hmm. or another ad. So don't check out English Paul and you should have texted her. I, did I miss it? Did he say that she was attractive or not? I mean, cause oh, it, I guess I'm just assuming she's hot. Yeah. If she wasn't and you know, it's like some 75 year old woman slipping yeah. through her number. Then yeah. Maybe, maybe you don't text her. I could. I mean, you do it for the adventure of it. He for should the have, story of it. He should have called her and like, Ordered room service. I'm like, oh, that's not what this is for, this number? Oh, I my bad. Like, <laughs> Sorry, mate. All right, Sorry, then. chap. <laughs> I thought it was foods. <laughs> no, well, that's what he could have done is called down to the front desk and been like, hi, um, I'm having a problem in my room, and I need you to come up immediately and bring some champagne and strawberries. <laughs> and then she brings it up, and he's like, thank you. And he just <laughs> grabs them and yoink. And he's got some girl in there topless. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That would be great. Do you think this chick was looking for like a, when I get off, mm. then, then I'll come up. Or do you think it was like, call me immediately. I'll take my break. Oh, bang. And I'm going back to work. Cause that's Damn. all I want. I don't, we'll never know. Damn we it, will dude. never know. But the thought of having an after shifter with a gal who just worked. Cause that's not an easy job. No. Working front desk at a hotel. Brutal. Yeah. I mean, you're dealing with people at their worst and their best, mm-hmm. which I kind of feel like when you're on vacation, that's what you're wavering between <laughs> on cloud nine or just pissed, sweaty and angry yes. and hungry. Yeah. And you're spending money and you're ain't so mad. A lot of people go to the front desk, too, and they're like, it's my honeymoon. <laughs> Can you help us out? Yeah. And they're going to say, yeah, maybe if you give them like 50 bucks, then you'll get thrown into the suite mm-hmm. or something like that. And then people are irate, and there's foreigners. Look, <laughs> goddamn foreigners! Fucking foreigners! <laughs> I mean, there's so much you have to deal with. So that after shifter, like when I worked at a brewery in Reno, you you got a drink after work. That mm-hmm. was like part of your deal. Every day after you work, you can have a beer. Mm-hmm. The after shifter, and of course that would turn into like two beers because yeah. you know the bartender and he gives you another beer for free. I mean, buddy, I I've <laughs> talked about this, but. I'm lucky. <laughs> I can't tell you how many nights I drove home like okay. Yeah. But definitely probably legally drunk. Yeah. Like it just legally drunk is just a stupid thing anyways. Like you could have one beer mm-hmm. and technically be legally legally drunk. So just remember that. Like if you're at a bar and it's closing time and people are leaving, you don't be around there. <laughs> like there's a lot of drunk ass idiots. Definitely. Driving home. All right. Thanks for the voicemail. 
Paul. Otherwise, like I said, should we do a, yeah, let's do a couple questions and then we'll we'll move on from there. Cool. You got questions? Got questions? Got questions? We got answers. We got answers. All right. So like I said, save for the show.com slash contact. Get at us with your questions. If it's, it's weird. Oh yeah. Follow up to last week. Okay. So the listener who wrote us in asking about the Nazi porn, and if you mm-hmm. would ever watch someone with uh, a swastika or something, mm-hmm. he followed up and he said, sorry, I didn't save the link. I was too disgusted. But as for your assertion about gay men pretending to be straight for gay for pay porn, I guess you're right to a point. I don't know what the percentage of guys faking being straight is, but that's what gaydar is for, and it doesn't set off my alarms. But a lot of times, he goes on to say, oh, and he also said, since I'm gay, it was nice to hear about yours and Eddie's boners from days <laughs> gone by. So th- this fella, he's, on last week's show, we were ta- also talking about gay for pay, mm-hmm. where people who are straight are having sex with gay men in movies, and does that make them gay or not? He, this this gentleman says no these people are really straight which i think is part of the premise of it yeah that's what makes it fun for yeah. that no and i get that and I, I i can see how someone could be gay for pay mm-hmm. um but i think we also discussed like people who jerk off the gay porn right does that make them gay did we get any answers no that? nobody else wrote in okay have you heard about gay for stay no what's that for uh like guys that go to prison and they're like yeah, I'll be gay when I'm when I'm in pre- like if they oh, have a long sentence. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they call that gay for stay. Okay, does that make them homosexual or just like comfort of a man and yeah. companionship? I don't know. That's a good Dang. question, man. God, could you imagine being in jail? Yeah, I spent like for like thirty years oh, to Jesus life. Christ. Like, yeah, <laughs> what a thing. Because the thing too about jail is there are probably people there that are normal, good people that got caught up in something or. They were black and had a joint on them, and now they're in jail for 20 fucking years yeah. or something insane. And those people do not deserve to go to jail. And then they go to jail, and then they become bad mm-hmm. or something. Because that's like their life and their education. And to survive in there, shit. Lord knows the things you got to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to fuck a dude or <laughs> kill somebody yeah. or put heroin up your ass. <laughs> I don't know what you got to do. There should be a podcast of a prisoner. But they can't make any money because I don't think you can't make any money while you're in jail. Like you can't write a book while you're in jail and make any money on it. Yeah. There's rules about that. So it would be cool if there was a podcast of prisoners in prison, maybe like the wardens too, like the whole thing. Yeah. But I feel like if the warden is there or any type of guard supervising this podcast, you're not going to hear like all the real shit. You know what I mean? You're right. So I think the only way to do it is if we both go to prison. How are we going to record it? We'll put mics up our ass or something, dude. That's the thing. There's got to be people in prison that have an iPhone. Yeah. Record it on your iPhone. Or dick microphones. Have you heard of those? No. I haven't either, but I just invented it right now. It's a microphone that looks like a dick. Somebody once tried to get me to talk into their dick (laughs) and suck it a little bit. And I mean, I did because I didn't want to be rude. Yeah, obviously. And it was college and why not? So look, if you have a cell phone... You go to soundcloud.com and you're in prison, you can record straight from the app. Yeah. You don't need a fancy schmancy microphone setup like we've yeah. got here. I mean, look at all these boards. I've got thousands and millions <laughs> of dollars of boards. And I don't know where you got all these platinum plaques, but uh, I mean, it really adds to the... To these the... records, too? Yeah. I got most of them um, from my recording 
Awesome, man. I didn't know you were that prolific of a producer. Big time. Big time producer. EDM guy <laughs> over here, Eduardo. So look, fine. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't go to jail. If you're there, record a podcast. He also wondered if when I travel, if I ever bring anything interesting home for my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the wife. That's the thing. And I got myself in this. I did this to myself. I brought my kids home stuff candy mm-hmm. or a stupid toy like whenever i go to san francisco i pop through chinatown and i grab some like dollar horse shit mm-hmm. but they expect it now mm-hmm. and if i don't bring it home they, and then they're almost like i think they're excited to see me but it's like what'd you bring me yeah what'd you bring me daddy and now i gotta be like nothing <laughs> i brought you me my presence is your present yeah motherfucker <laughs> and they they don't like being called a motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> no you should next time give them like uh, your gift was used as a donation to blah, blah, blah. Oh, to the human fund yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Well, a lot of times what I do is if I'm traveling and I have no time or I don't go buy a store, I'll get them something from the airport, which is a complete racket. Yeah. And somebody could make a real killing because every airport everywhere has the same bullshit stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like Beanie Babies. There are a lot of them, I think, are meant more for kids who are there who need something for the airplane. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, those magic pen things where it's like a, a white pen and you can write. Yeah. And it reveals stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't trust a kid with a pen, like I mentioned already. And it's things like that. It's the price is insane. Mm-hmm. It's double oh, yeah. what it is everywhere else. But if somebody could just have like, Pokemon cards or something that kids actually want and not like something that a business person feels bad and buys mm-hmm. someone could really clean up. Yeah. But I mean, would you pay $50 for a pack of Pokemon? cards? No, that's what I mean. Make it reasonable. Okay. Because a lot of times I'm like, I'm not buying that. Yeah. But if it was the same price for Pokemon cards there at, at target and I could get them there, I would totally do that. You should start slanging Pokemon cards. <laughs> like a low, hey. low. Hey, yo, <laughs> check this out. Are you a guilty parent? <laughs> Get these Pokemon cards, dog. Nah, yeah, maybe another business. Yeah, for us to start. Let's do a couple more questions before we run out of time. Um, oh, here's another person from England. Shout out to all of our English listeners. Nice. Hey, Dan and Eddie. Hey, Dan and Eddie. <laughs> I'm a final year microbiology PhD student in England who's leaving the lab in 16 days. I just wanted to message you to say how much being able to listen to the show is helping me with the final push to try to get some results from my damned project. I have a couple questions. Are there any traits that you have that you worry about seeing in your kids because of you? It's a deep question here. Yeah. I ask because I suffer from very bad anxiety and often worry about the future. If my wife and I have kids, would they end up having panic attacks because of me? We've actually discussed maybe adopting because to try and be more fair to them. We'd probably adopt an Asian baby because Lord knows me and my black foreign wife don't already get stopped in airports enough. And then he gets, he's 5'9", he's white pasty, and he's 26, and he has a 5'1 black Brazilian wife. Pussy got wet, pussy stay wet, Michael. <laughs> Michael. So shout out to Michael. Big shout out to you and your adorable wife. Look, don't be like that. You're you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Like you, you, I I see in my own kids stuff like that, and you're right. Your your children may be predisposed to it, but 
just think about your parents and did they help you work through it? Probably not. And you, you sound like a smart guy. Even if they did have some of it, having a dad who cares, like you can help them. You yeah. know, listen to Duff, hardcore <laughs> self-help. Listen to his podcast. Nice. He talks about that a lot. Cause I think by the time you have a kid too, you may mentally have changed a little bit where, yeah, it probably is uh, genetic a little bit to pass out some of that down, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to be well off and you guys have your own kids if you want. Yeah. It's not like you have AIDS or like some super de- degenerative thing that's going to kill them. No. Yeah. It's not worth not having kids. You need to do it, Michael. Do it. Yeah. I mean, if, if you recognize things in your child that you saw in yourself when you were their age or something like that. Yeah. And I think you're equipped to better handle it than when you were, you know, when you were that age. So completely help them through it. And yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about it completely. And also, should we call him English Michael? Or? English Michael. Well, that's a <laughs> Mike the Brit. I, don't... <laughs> I like that better. If Mike the Brit writes in again, <laughs> maybe, you know, if he becomes a reoccurring character on the show, yeah. we'll give him a, a snazzy nickname. Uh, here's a question. Uh, a couple more here. Um, now that you and Eddie are married, do women still flirt with you, figuring you're safe to practice on? So this is interesting to me because the other day I was telling my wife about a conversation that I had with some women, and Nicole said, oh, you were flirting with them. <laughs> like, you were totally flirting with them. And I said, me? And I, and I gasped, and I grabbed my pearls. And the more I thought about it, I think she was right. That you were Yeah, like, I was flirting? totally okay. flirting. Like, And I kind of feel like this question is totally true because I know that I can be how I I can be kind of any way my natural real self with women mm-hmm. and they can be relaxed with me because they know I'm not trying to fuck them. Mm-hmm. They know that I'm not trying to woo them mm-hmm. and they can be honest with me. I can be honest with them, but I can also push it a little bit. And I think that makes, I don't know, both of us more comfortable. Yeah. Then ultimately when we have sex and I cheat on my wife <laughs> with them, not cool yeah but otherwise so yes should i be practicing on these women too to keep my sword sharp for my own wife yeah that's that's a good question like me personally i am not a good judge of if a girl is is flirting with me or not yeah and i'm also a a shy person in general so like i'm not really a flirtatious person Mm -hmm. so i just I, i guess i don't I'm not comfortable and like I sometimes I'm I'm too conscious of like oh is that creepy did I come off like right. I'm trying to hit on her when I'm not when it's not even nothing you know nothing to worry about mm-hmm. but I'll be like oh when I touched her arm did she think that I was trying to actually touch her because it was I it was an accident I grazed you so yeah I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> you know what I think is sad though is what can be almost seen as flirting with guys mm-hmm. is just like seeing a woman and just really talking to her. Yeah. Like I was on an airplane the other day and I was sitting next to these two women and they were probably in their mid twenties they were cute mm-hmm. and they were just people. And I talked to anyone that sits next to me on an airplane and they were going to Texas for a, a baby moon where okay. one of the gals was pregnant Okay, and they were going to go, I mean, you couldn't drink. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, they're not going to get after it, but it was more like, let's go out. We'll have fun. And, I, you know, I'm 36 and I have three kids that immediately deflates all women. Like they're just like, Oh my God, you have three kids. You're so young. (laughs) 
you're still married? Like they think like, wow, this is a great guy. Yeah. Did you hear this guy has three kids? <laughs> and oh my God. And they, then they're like, they, I think you talk to me. They can trust me. Mm. I earn their trust first, Eddie. And, and so I think like, then I, I kind of had him eating it on my hand and I loved it. Like I'm talking to them about my <laughs> Sucking kids. Sucking on my fingers. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Like I probably could have banged these. But no, but I, I could tell like I wasn't flirting with them, but I was like really engaged in a conversation with them. And we're talking about Blue Apron mm -hmm. and we're talking about um, having kids and girls and boys and just like having like a real genuine conversation. And I think so many women strangers don't talk to them like that, mm -hmm. that if that's flirting, then I guess that I'm just a big old flirt. <laughs> See, I don't know if that's necessarily flirting. I think that's just and Nicole thought it was, she said she felt like the way, cause I was like, I don't want to say manipulating them, but I knew what I was doing. Yeah. And that was a form of flirting. Like, I, I mean, I've, I've flirted with like old ladies, but you know, in that playful, like, mm -hmm. like, Hey cutie, you know, and she's a senior right. citizen. Right. But was it like that? like that no but it was just like one girl in particular i could see in her eyes the way she was looking at me <laughs> it was just like she's just I, I can't the best way of putting it i was like she was eating out of my hand like peanuts like from the airplane okay, like, i wish i was there to see the situation and you know, see if it really went how you think it went <laughs> i know maybe they're just like why is this motherfucker talking to us yeah. the whole time we're just trying to that they were engaging me eddie okay I swear. Well, <laughs> fine. I won't talk to women anymore. It, but that's the thing. My intentions, like I'm trying to think of any of my buddies, friends, wives, like your wife. Like, I don't think I've ever flirted with Kristen, like, or been like, Hey, 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 or like, <laughs> what are you, what? I'm so She's out never of, eaten out of your hand. No, I've <laughs> never, I've never had, your wife's probably just more annoyed at me <laughs> that I make you come to my house once a week to do this. Yeah, probably. That's about it. So she's just like, I'm not flirting with that motherfucker. <laughs> But no, I uh, haven't uh, flirted with your wife. Yeah. Your sister I, shot me down, you know, <laughs> time and time again. Yeah, she's not into a Jewish guy. No. I flirt with my mom a lot, though. That's I, I do, too. That's surprising. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, boy. Mommy. Okay. What do we got? Come wipe me. Come wipe me. Uh, what time is it? All right. You know what? We better do a real treat. We're almost getting to the end of time here. Let's do that. It's that time again. Come on. If it's Bailey's in your coffee on us beating your meat, come on, Dan and Eddie, tell me what's a real treat. All right, Eddie, what's your real treat this week? So I was having a hard time um, and whether or not I should use this as my real treat because I yeah. haven't actually experienced it yet. Okay. Um, but I said fuck it because I'm really excited about it. Okay. And it's uh, Dave Chappelle's new mm. comedy specials on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Two of them just dropped today. Haven't seen them yet. But what does that mean that there's two of them? Just two. Two. What, what, I just mean, are they like like when someone drops a thing? They, it's like they're an hour long. Let's mm -hmm. say at a club. And there's probably the beginning where they, there's these little vignettes of them, like, you know, they're in the green room or mm -hmm. they're like, it's, it's the homecoming show. And there's like a shot of them, like out in front of their high school, <laughs> yeah. hugging like the drama teacher. And then the, the drama teacher's like, I always knew he was going to be something special. <laughs> like, fine. Like that's the special. Yeah. And then he does, you know, or she does an hour of stand up. Mm -hmm. Is it just two hours of stand up cut in half? Is one political um, and one's not? Like, what is it? I think it's I think it's the latter. I think it's two different, you know, like probably one has a certain tone to it and mm -hmm. the other 
goes a different direction. Yeah. Um, cause they're shot in two different places. Okay. And he hasn't like put out a special in like 10 years. Yeah. So I'm sure he has a ton of material. Right. Um, so I would assume they're, you know, they're two different, but I mean, at the same time, I don't mind two hours cutting two if it's funny. You know? Yeah, I mean, as long as it's funny. Yeah, and I fucking obviously Chappelle show love that of shit. Course. I have that shit on DVD. All his specials, Killing Me Softly, and all mm-hmm. that shit, loved it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see him again. It'll be interesting to see too. And, and, and yeah, the other thing about the um, the two specials, if he records the show in God, I don't know, Ohio or what's in the, like. Tennessee mm-hmm. versus like San Francisco. Yeah. Where like the crowds are different. The people are different. The, the, the attitude's different. Like I, I'm curious to see what the things are about. Yeah. But he's been gone so long too. I'm sure they're so great. Yeah. I saw a little interview he did with CBS and the first thing, and he even mentioned it, that people are like, you're fat. Like what happened to you? <laughs> he's like, dude, I, I'm a normal person now. Yeah. Like when I was doing Chappelle show and I was, you know, 25 and stressed as can be, mm-hmm. I was skinny as shit. And now I actually have a life and I'm healthy and I'm happy. And I'm rich as fuck. Super rich. <laughs> but I almost wonder too, like, I mean, he's so good. I'm sure. Like, what's he talking about now? Yeah. Like, I'm sure it's still, you know, just race and comedy. And yeah, I have to check it out too. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a definite preemptive real treat. I think you're yes. okay in having that be your real treat. All right. Well, there you go. What kind of reviews is it getting? I honestly don't know. It just, it dropped mm. today, so yeah, I have no clue. Can't believe the reviews. Anyways, no. you got to go with your heart. My real treat. So, when I was in Texas last week, I went to this huge party, and at the party there were bands playing, real bands, mm-hmm. and I wasn't really paying them any mind because I was there, and I was talking to this dude. His name was Ryan, and I, all of a sudden I heard this song, and it just like captivated me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was like between I'll Be Sure and a lot of the other songs that I really like a lot. They, I feel like if you have a Pandora genome about me, the the number one thing is there's like a minor melody mm-hmm. about these songs. Like even I'll Be Sure's song, like there's just like a like a like a half step is off. It's not like all major bright keys. There's yeah. just something about it. And this song, like it was like you know, like when you're at a party and someone says your name, you hear it. Mm-hmm. That's like a, like a, like a fact. That's like a thing. Like the song, like I was drunk and I was there <laughs> and I heard this song and I was like, Oh my God, this song, like, what is this? Okay. <laughs> and it spoke to me, not the lyrics. I couldn't hear a word, mm-hmm. but it just like the melody was so haunting and it just cut me to my core, okay. Eddie. And I'm like, fuck. What is it? What is it? And the guy, Ryan, I was talking to him. He's like, oh, it's the Berger River. And I'm like, oh, wow, I got to remember that. God, I got to remember that. And then like two days later, I had, I had this melody. It was like in my brain. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, it was almost like back in the day when I was a kid. And I talked about this. I had Flirting with Disaster by Molly Hatchet, <laughs> yeah. which is a garbage <laughs> Southern rock song. And that was stuck in my head for five years until I finally heard it on a classic rock station. So this song, so I'm like, okay, I got to find Ryan. Mm-hmm. I got to find this guy. And business-wise, I did want to chat with him. And he didn't have a business card. And so I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? So I'm like on Facebook, almost like a weirdo. like looking up like <laughs> Ryan, and I'm looking up the place he works at. Mm-hmm. Can't find anybody. And then thankfully, he emailed me. Oh, nice. And he's like, yo, man, great to meet you. Uh, let's stay in touch. And I wrote him back, and I said, Dude, 
<laughs> buddy, I'm so glad that you emailed me because I'm obsessed with this song. Mm -hmm. What is it? I'm talking this song up so much. <laughs> and it's by this band called the Lemon Twigs. Okay. And it's two brothers and they're 17 and 19. Oh, wow. They're so young. And it's, it, the song is called, I want to prove to you. And there's a really funny video too. And you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, what is this hipster shit that Dan stupid fucking, this is so Dan. It's like a Wes Anderson thing. Classic Dan. And the guys look like they're from, they're like the Beatles mixed with, they're 17. Mm -hmm. Like they look like they're, they're going through puberty, but they're so good. They're like prodigies. They wrote this whole album. Like a 17 year old shouldn't have the wherewithal to make songs like this. Yeah. It's in the song. It's like, it's got weird time signatures. Dude, it's just a great fucking song. Mm -hmm. So I urge you, I'll, I'll tweet and I'll share the links to, there's a live version of the song that they did in studio at KEXP in Seattle where you can see them playing it. I, I love that. Oh yeah. It's great. It sounds so good. And this song. So I'm, I'm sharing this, that I really like this song. And so my wife, I was like, Hey, you gotta <laughs> listen to this song. And I, that's, that's kind of a hard thing to do. Like, you know what it's like? You're like, dude, you got to listen to this song. Yeah. You got to watch this movie. You got to read this book. And then the person's like, Ooh, boy, like they can't tell you that they didn't <laughs> like it when you're just pouring your heart out yeah. about this song. But my wife said she liked it. <laughs> and then I played it for my son, Evan, and he liked it too. Nice. So I hope everyone else likes it as much as I do. I mean, they, they fucking better now that you, <laughs> I know, right? you staked your whole life on this shit. I really did. Did you like try to sign them, like be, become their manager? Like, uh, hey guys, now, now you really get like push them. They're cool already. They have like record deal. Every real tour. treat's gonna be okay. This new song by the Lemon Twigs. <laughs> the Lemon Twigs. I swear to God, guys. <laughs> well, the, the the sad thing is, the rest of the songs on the record, they, uh, they didn't really get me. That's disappointing. This song to me is like a, it's just like a a perfect pop, rock alt rock song. Are all the other songs like on the record? kind of within the same realm like same kinda because you know how like some people will come out and a song is huge and then you listen to the record right like, like sugar ray fly <laughs> well and but the, the rest of the record is completely different yeah like, totally. oh okay they were just like experimenting on this one song mm -hmm. and that's what fucking was right awesome. that's annoying yeah especially back in the 90s and the 2000s when you'd buy a cd yeah. <laughs> based on one song yeah and they remember they're like listening stations <laughs> you go to like yes. you'd listen to oh cds God, yeah. like at a records tower records man Crazy. Christ alive. Well, the rest of the album is good, but this song, it's like almost has this like, the first one when I heard it too, it made me think of like, it's like a doo-wop song from like the fifties, but it's look, Eddie, everyone's like, fucking stop talking about the song. Eddie. Like I'm not even going to listen to it. Um, so fine. The lemon twigs. That's my real treat. All right, my man, let's call it a night. So otherwise, what do we got here? Savertheshow.com slash jokes store.saveforthe-show.com that's i got a subdomain and a slash <laughs> you know i could have done saveforthe-show.com slash store but i thought store dot save for the show yeah it just has like a nicer it does it's and a little classier it's a little classier and it's a different website too mm, okay and that's what makes it a subdomain but the slash jokes is a part of saveforthe-show.com. There you go, folks. You know, that's how, that's why. So go there. <laughs> Same with saveforthe-show.com slash contact. Yes. Okay. We have a site map, <laughs> a wireframe that'll show you everything. We're looking for a webmaster <laughs> right now, if anyone would like to apply. 
Otherwise, Amanda Hug and Kiss, our sifstery from him this week is from episode 201. He titled this clip Mom Boobs. And I don't know if those are like hot mom boobs or my mom's boobs or whatever it is. Probably your mom's boobs. Probably my mom's boobs, I feel like. And the name of the song is Dirty Mother by Jeff and the Holograms. (laughs) Nice. So that's that. All right. Otherwise, this has been episode 234 of Save for the Show with Dan and Eddie. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you. Vacation. You're running around. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Saw my mom's boobs. Talked about that. <laughs> you did, I, didn't, I don't think you talked about that enough, though. You okay, mentioned yeah. it. Well, so here's, so here's what happened. So like I said, we all rented this house, and it was after a beach day. Okay. And I went upstairs, and my mom was, I think, just standing in front of a mirror. And it was like a fun house where her mirror was by another mirror. Okay. So I like looked into her room, and she was like in a corner. <laughs> but it didn't matter because there was like a stand-up wardrobe mirror Mm -hmm. that i looked at that refractored like the bathroom mirror in front of it (laughs) and there she was man just standing there so so you were like a hollywood movie creep (laughs) i know just walking by like oh caught my eye boobies well i went upstairs and i was like mom mom like something (laughs) i looked down her room just because that's where i was pointing my voice and there she was (laughs) and i was like whoa and i i quickly turned around (laughs) Uh, not before I Snapchatted it, though. <laughs> That's what I send to our Patreon folks. Yes, lucky bastards. Tasteful nudes of my mom, <laughs> which maybe will make you not give money. If you know that's what I'm going to blow your box up with. Well, your mom's a beautiful woman, man. People, people will give extra money for it's that. It's true. Great set on her, too. I mean, no, I don't know. I, it was far enough away to where I could see, like, the shape and the nips. I, mean, I saw the nips, dog. Yeah. That's, like, that's the worst part. <laughs> I mean, that's no offense to my mother. I just mean, like, when you see the nipple, yeah, that changes you. I mean, that's the only part you have to cover up if you're going to show boobs on TV. Right. It's just the nips. So right. Without the nips, it's nothing, man. No, it's 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 easy. It's like, oh, I saw my mom in a bathing suit. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. I do that all the time, every day. <laughs> I got a picture of her on my desk right now in the bathing suit. Yeah, the swimsuit calendar of your mom is the weirdest thing in your office. I, I, why? <laughs> she put that out on the internet. It's just because I decided to pick my 12 favorite. I mean, I could have done a poll a day. That's true, yeah. 365 pictures of my mom in a bathing suit. <laughs> Get your copy at saveitfortheshow.com. Man, that would be great <laughs> if we had a sponsor, like a woman's bathing suit sponsor. <laughs> And that would be it. I'd have they'd send us 365 suits for my mom. She'd try them on, and every day I would. No, this is over. Stop. Don't be gross. You're being out of line, and you're being weird.
And if she touches the dirty spot and it's sweaty, pussy dry up. <laughs> Z- I mean, that thing is gone.